You're listening to Tech Talks, the TV industry podcast from Broadcast Tech Magazine. My name is Jake Bickerton and I'm the editor of Broadcast Sport and Broadcast Tech Magazines. Today I'm talking with Ron Chakraborty, executive editor, major events at BBC Sport. He talks about the 50 hours of programming that BBC is airing during what would have been Wimbledon Fortnight. The content includes documentaries and classic archive games. There's also online innovations with quizzes, polls and fans sharing trick shots online. My job title is executive editor of major events. So I mainly need on the content front for the Olympics, the multi-sport events, Winter Olympics, Commonwealth Games, but also look after our tennis portfolio. Of course, the centerpiece of that is Wimbledon and a couple of other things as well, the, the NFL content we do too. This summer should have been a very busy time with the, the Tokyo Olympics and Wimbledon. It's turned out to be slightly different. You must have been looking at the way the pandemic sort of panned out thinking, and what can I do? Oh, yeah, as well as you know, suddenly trying to work out how we, everyone was going to work together and communicate, we then had to try and build well, what we're going to do. There was kind of two elements to it. One is the kind of common sense part to it that, you know, there's hours and hours of the schedule to fill and we've got Mm. people available to make stuff. But at the same point, you know, certainly with the Euros, Wimbledon Olympics, they were massive events that people were really, really looking forward to. Mm. And there was almost a a need to to give them a little bit of the Olympics, a little bit of Wimbledon. Wimbledon's got that kind of, you know, it's that tradition. It's part of the British summertime, part of the BBC and everything we do. And I just think, you know, people were desperate to get that little hit of it. So in the end, we've we've come up with about 50 hours worth of uh, programming to to cover the fortnight. It's not quite the same as the the couple of hundred hours we usually do, but uh, but, uh, hopefully there's plenty for people to enjoy. And what kind of things are you looking to do? I mean, clearly there's going to be a lot of archive content as part of that. You're doing some documentaries as well. Yeah, we've got programmes on the likes of you know, John McEnroe, uh, Martha Ash, Martina Navratilova, etc. During the weeks, the afternoon content is, is fairly conventional, really. It's three hours every afternoon, usually two matches. So you've got a good hour and a half to really immerse yourself into a match and feel the jeopardy as you get to, to match points. I think three hours gives you plenty of time to get into you know, the, the, the climax of every set and feel the drama. But obviously, we're slightly driven by editing as well. We didn't want to make 50 hours of really high-maintenance TV because, as anyone we've told you over the last few months, editing is really tricky these days, the way everyone's doing it remotely, Mm. and it just takes a lot longer. So we needed Mm. something that was quite simple and efficient to make but but has great content in it as well, which is what those afternoons would be. Then in the evening, we've got kind of what I would say is the complete opposite to that. It's it's the the high-maintenance part of it, which is a live show from down at the club every night. It was something that BBC Two approached us about. They said that we'd love to have something in that uh, today at Wimbledon slot that really yeah. sort of captures the atmosphere that yeah you know, feeling you get you know when it was uh, you know, the sun setting over London you reflect on a great day's tennis and as well as the archive what else can you do in terms of live content speaking to current players reflecting what's happening in the world right now so yeah. usually we have about I think so well over 100 people down at Wimbledon when you've got the likes of you know breakfast and children's etc down here we've got in total God, I think four production Sue Barker and guests and about a dozen guys from um, Arena ROV supplies. We obviously had to find a place to put the studio because both the uh, regular studio we use indoors and the little spot on the hill where we do today at Wimbledon, they're far too cramped to be able to, to do it safely. Right. So we work really well with the club, have been really helpful on this and, and found um, a hospitality suite with a massive balcony mm-hmm. that overlooks the broadcast centre and centre core. And it's just enabled us to have Sue and the guests are nicely spaced apart. Yeah. And, and the, the space we've got in a production office is really, you know, 
fine and safe from that point of view. But yeah, there's been a few learnings. Watching the likes of you know Tim Hemman and Jamie Murray um, applying their own makeup has been uh, <laughs> interesting. As they've all got their little guides, everyone's got personalised guides of how to do makeup on the uh, on the wall. Been good fun. I think everyone's kind of got into the spirit of it, and it's the same thing back in Salford. So they're all separated out there too, and I think they've got the same thing there. They're all just mucking in Salford to make sure that program is produced as safely as possible. So that's the weekdays, and then over the weekends, the first weekend we've got is Andy Murray theme. We call Andy Murray's greatest hits, with the exception of his U.S. Open win. Just about all his greatest matches have been on the BBC, whether it's Olympics, Wimbledon, ATP finals, Davis Cup, etc. So we celebrated him there. and he's, He gave us a good sort of 20 minutes of his time to, to chat about those and how he's um, been coping in lockdown. Some interesting thoughts on his homeschooling and what his kids uh, reckon of him as a, as a teacher. Would be good. And then the final weekend, it all builds up nicely because the evening show, what we're doing is theming it around where the Wimbledon tournament would be. So the first two days is the first round, second two days, second round, and so on. The second um, Thursday is the women's semis, and we'll show some of the best of those. Second Friday, men's semis. And then on the final weekend, on the two afternoons, we've got top 10 women's finals of all time, the top 10 men's finals of all time. We've done it as voted for by our Wimbledon commentary team. So they've you know, basically yeah. given us their top five. It is a fascinating list because you think, certainly in the open era alone, there's been 52 finals. Actually, remembering which which the best you know going back because we've obviously had some some crackers recently. Amazing. Yeah. Um, with you know the you know the longest final yeah last year we've had the the, the Dahl Federer we've had the, the, the amazing Goran finish on People's Monday in two thousand and one. Yeah. Um, but then you go back and find some of those classics back in back in the nineties, eighties, seventies. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's an interesting list that, uh, that that covers the decades definitely. That's how it all fits together. Like about fifty hours of it. How about guests coming into the show? Are you kind of doing Zoom calls like this? Like anyone else that isn't in the studio space? We're lucky in a way with some of the male guests we've got. They're all based fairly locally. You know, Boris right. Becker and Pat Cash, both London-based. Tim Hemmer's not far away. So they've all come in. On the flip side of it, a lot of our main female guests are based in the States. So Martina right. Navratilova, over, um, Billie Jean King, Tracy Austin. So they're all Zooming in. But it's also given us the opportunity to have the likes of Heather Watson and Johanna Conter as guests. So it's great to have you know, the views of current players uh, and what they've been like in lockdown and what they're thinking about the restart of tennis going forward. So it's been a nice, nice contrast that way. We've done Murray. We're doing Simona Hallett. We did um, Coco Goff. We've got John Isner on because it's 10 years since that marathon match that he won 70-68 in the fifth. Zoom technology has helped massively and you just wonder how, how much this, things like this are going to stick because mm. you know one of the things we always struggled to do with the usual today at Wimbledon um, highlights was get players on. But actually, I think if a player has played early and they've gone back home, we could always Zoom them now and mm. you're not taking much out of their time. So far, in touch with all the technologies work really well. So um, it could really mm. change the way you, you get player reactions when, when tennis is back up and running. And is that show, the evening show, is that live or is that a pre-record? We've pre-recorded uh, one of the two so far, probably do the majority of them live, but I think we're retaining that flexibility. Same with Zooms as well. Um, you want to have a long Zoom call to, to, to chat to someone, you know, get, get their thoughts on a lot of things, but actually in the end, you might want to shrink it down to the best five minutes of it yeah, uh, and then yeah. use the rest of it potentially online. And talking of online, uh, you're doing some innovations online to bring in fans at home. It sounds like you've got online polls, quizzes, and there's something that sounds really interesting where people can send in trick shots for review. So yeah, do you want to tell us the thinking behind that and how you're making all of that work as well? Yeah, I, th- I think it's so much of it is just getting people involved in the same way as, as you know, watching old tennis. They just, as, as the, the period over the lockdown has shown, you know, people love 
sharing different things, whether it's trick shots or voting for their favourite Murray match. It just gets them more involved in that. Last couple of days, we've got involved in this, this wheelie bin challenge, seeing how many balls they can knock into a wheelie bin from, from 25 feet away. And <laughs> you know, Tim Henry, I think, led last night. He got five, but he was showing me a video um, on his phone where he, uh, he hit a tennis ball from the other end of his tennis court into a netball hoop. Wow, uh, so it shows he, he's always one for the challenges, Tim. I think, yeah, there was there was one year we did. Um, it was there was the summer of the ashes as well as Wimbledon. We had this challenge where how many uh, times could you keep a tennis ball up on a cricket bat? Oh, right. And all our, our pundits did fairly well. Some had some had twenty or thirty. And we gave it to Tim, and he was well into the hundreds. He's a very competitive guy as well. So uh, <laughs> he started off. He nailed his first three into the bin yesterday, and we thought, "Crikey, he's going to get the lot." But uh, I think he, he finished at five in the end. So uh, I think all the guests we'll have on will do that, and we'll obviously welcome videos from from anyone who wants to send them in. It sounds great. And do you think there's any lessons going forward from this kind of approach that might actually have a place in the future too? The big one, which I think a lot of people are talking about at the moment, is is the overall production process and how much you need to be sat in an office together because uh you know we've it's, it's not as if any of these plans for replacement programming were, were were started by the time the lockdown came in we were still planning on doing wimbledon as normal so all mm. this has been done from the initial brainstorming to the planning with the ob company and Wimbledon. it's all been done remotely and you and that'll be one of the big question marks for so many businesses including broadcasting going forward is well how many times do you need people in the office if they're not mm. doing programming going back to the players and uh, a reaction to them. Look, you've had a great win, but you've finished at three o'clock in the afternoon, hanging around Wimbledon for five hours just to do, you know, three minutes on the BBC. Yeah. It's not great use of your time. Mm. So actually going back to your house, doing your normal routine, having a bit of a practice of worn down massage, whatever, and then mm. just being available for, you know, 10 minutes between eight and nine, that, that could be something that, that works really well. Mm. So yeah, I, th I think yeah, bit by bit, we're, we're learning actually, why don't we do it the way we did it this year rather than do it the way we've always done it before uh, coronavirus. The one day documentary, obviously that was entirely kind of made in lockdown. You know, how did you, how did you do that with all the kind of remote editing, remote production, remote, even getting hold of the archive content and likewise actually for the 50 hours of content you're putting together for this as well. In most cases, the, the editors were remote, working remotely to start with in their own um, domestic setups and the producers would just basically be sent files of sequences and, and then they could feedback what they're doing. Big challenge when it comes to, to editing is when you're dealing with massive files mm -hmm. and trying to um, you know, send over the, you know, the, or is the five hours of that Wimbledon final, doing it bit by bit just having a pretty detailed edit plan for how much you wanted to show leaving plenty of room for the climax because you'll have final set tie break with the the tennis and obviously the, the drama of the super over in the in the cricket yeah. making sure you let that breathe is, is great because i've come i remember watching that in the wimbledon production office last year and uh yeah, obviously I had to concentrate on the tennis because that's that's the job. <laughs> yeah. Every time you, you look down at the little TV, you have the cricket. Say, oh my God, we've lost another wicket! It was absolutely crazy how the how the two just interlinked so well. Well, thanks very much, Ron. Good luck with the, the next couple of weeks. Hope it all goes really well for you. No problem at all. Really good to talk to you today. Likewise. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Broadcast Tech Tours podcasts. Subscribe now, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>